Chapter Sixteen of Shaggy Man in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Shaggy Man in Oz by Jack Snow in Beaver Land. Tom, who was especially fond of animals, longed to hold one of the little beavers and fondle it to his heart's content. And what fun it would be, the boy thought, just to jump into the stream and swim along with the busily paddling, happy-looking little animals. But Tom contented himself with marveling at the ease with which the beavers pulled the boat. Although the journey consumed more than an hour, it did not seem nearly that long to the travelers who were kept busy watching the changing scenery as the boat sped swiftly downstream. The banks of the river grew much steeper, and they could scarcely see any trees, while gray rocks jutted out from the earth, and forbidding mountain peaks loomed only a few miles distant. The beavers swam out of the current of the river and drew the boat into a placid pool among the rocks. At the far end of the pool there was a stairway leading from a wooden landing to a wicker door, set in the face of a cliff of grey stone that ran steeply down to the pond's edge. The fairy beavers seemed to be full of energy and untired by the journey as they chattered among themselves drawing the boat to the landing and making it secure the shaggy man looked about him and observed to the king i always thought your majesty that beavers liked to live where there was plenty of wood i've heard tell of them building whole series of dams from trees they had gnawed down even human engineers have taken some lessons in water control from the beavers you're right replied the king of the fairy beavers but those beavers you heard about were of the ordinary kind not that we fairy beavers don't do a lot of engineering we do but we prefer this desolate region for our home since we are less likely to be disturbed here and any trees we may need we can always fell and float downstream from the more fertile lands as he spoke the beaver king ascended the steps to the wicker door and swung it open the shaggy man had to stoop to enter but once inside he found he could stand with ease it took a few minutes for shaggy and his friends to adjust their eyes from the glare of the sun on the water to the lighting of the cave in which they stood for that was what it was a vast cave in the cliff a fairy light of silver white issued from the rock walls and dome of the cave the cavern proved to be merely the ante-room of the beaver kingdom which consisted of a labyrinth of large and small tunnels burrowed into the earth at the rear of the cave sleek well-fed beavers hurried in and out of the burrows bent upon the tasks that made up their daily work 
indeed every one in this underground kingdom seemed to be hard at work and intently busy on one task or another new tunnels were being constructed and reinforced with carefully hewn beams of wood new rooms and homes were under construction and there didn't seem to be an idle moment with all the work that was going on the beaver king was perhaps even busier than his subjects and while he was gracious and did everything in his power to make his guests comfortable they got the impression that even while he was chatting with them his mind was busy with new plans and ideas for the improvement of his kingdom the king of the fairy beavers hesitated only long enough for shaggy and his friends to glance about them and then led his guests down one of the burrows which was really a good-sized tunnel a short distance down this passage the beaver king paused before a large granite door set in the tunnel's side just above the door was mounted a golden crown it is my pleasure said the beaver king as the heavy door swung open to welcome you to my royal suite where i hope you will accept my humble hospitality there was a large reception hall then a huge throne room that could easily accommodate an assemblage of several thousand beavers and finally a dining room with mirrored walls and ceiling and a scrumptiously laid table shaggy and his friends were amazed at the elegance and beauty of their surroundings the dining room table was set with the finest of china and the linens were snowy white and hand woven the king of the fairy beavers still carried the slender beech rod which twink had noticed in his right paw when he had first appeared among them that afternoon after inviting his guests to be seated at the table the beaver king waved the beech rod which twink and tom had already guessed to be his magic wand and at once the table was loaded with the most savory dishes imaginable i don't ordinarily like to employ magic unless it is necessary the beaver king explained we beavers prefer to work for what we get but magic affords the quickest manner of providing the strange foods that you human beings seem to enjoy twiffle and the beaver king conversed while shaggy twink and tom enjoyed the food they were much hungrier than they realized the ride on the river had given them a tremendous appetite when they had finished eating the king of the fairy beavers said now my friends would be a good time to plan our trip to the land of oz no one said a word but every eye was fixed with eager attention on the little animal we cannot fly over the deadly desert the beaver king went on nor can we cross it the devouring sands would mean quick death for all of us then we're just not going to oz i guess said tom sadly oh yes i think we are replied the beaver king quickly there is one way left to cross the desert a hush fell over the company as they waited for the beaver king's next words we can cross under 
the desert he said simply you have burrowed clear under the deadly desert to oz asked shaggy man incredulously no replied the king of the fairy beavers we have not but someone else has and who is that asked twink the gnome king said the beaver king end of chapter 16